Hello and welcome to episode 103, 103 of Ready to Mosh. I'm Gem G and with me as always, the Rogan to my mosh, Kev P. Hello, on brand again. As always, I say Rogan, you say? Mosh. That's a bad guitar impression, wasn't it? That was terrible. Sorry, it's late. It's not even late. It's not late, no. <laughs> not had my tea yet. Okay. We'll leave it there. So this episode, I guess main feature is going to be our review of the Massive Wagons gig from last night. Prior to that, we've got some news and other stuff to talk about. Yeah, lots to cover, including some irritations. Irritations, a rant, if you will. Rant, yeah. Which we'll get on to after the news. News again this week, it's mainly festival lineups, isn't it, really? We've not really spotted much else happening in the world of... Well, yeah, the, it's festival heavy, isn't it? Again, it's that time of year. It's the again. time of year, yeah. People are getting their announcements out, so people will get their tickets for Christmas and all of that, I suppose. What are we looking at first, then? Let's start with what's been our, one of our least favourite festivals for about seven years. Leeds Festival and Reading Festival. Yeah, that first announcement was a few days ago, I think. Yeah. I think this is actually one of the better lineups for a first announcement they've made for a long time. Compared to previous, I would say so. What I find interesting is they've only released 10 names so far. That's a bit like the opposite extreme of download, isn't it? It is, yeah. So it makes you wonder, is this the best that they've got? It's an interesting mix as well, though, because there's a lot of names they've announced that I'm not interested in. Or I've not even heard of. Yeah, but there are a few that I would watch. So I know it's not really this the podcast kind of genre but i would definitely watch lana del rey so would i I actually really like her yeah and blink one eight two are obviously kind of like the standout of the announcement i would watch liam gallagher just because i've never watched liam gallagher i've seen him in oasis i don't know if i'd watch him on his own because he's really great these days and it's just yeah i don't know what the crowd would be like as well for Mm. him but maybe if there was nothing else happening if i were there and the only other one really is spirit box yeah, definitely. Definitely watch them. So kind of, like, you know, 40% from a first announcement for Leeds, that's actually closer to what it used to be like. Yeah. But I don't know if you know, but they've, you know, the, was it called The Pit and The Lockup? Yeah. That's gone. I know. That went years ago. Yeah, that's I think I said in the last, the Creeper review episode, I think I mentioned yeah. RIP to The Pit stage because that's where I first saw Creeper and it is no more. Yeah, and they've got two kind of main stages. Yeah, the big enemy Radio 1 tent's gone as well. Okay. I knew they were doing the side-by-side two main stages, which I think they did kind of the first one after lockdowns. Yeah. Which I thought was a one-off just to kind of make up for the missing one, but they seem to have carried on with it. Yeah, they've kind of stuck with that, and it's very different compared to what it used to be. Yeah, I think, I don't know what other small stages they've got, actually. I think they've still got like an introducing stage Yeah, for some very small acts and... There must be a few other... Yeah, there will be a few other stages yeah. later about. But it's still got the dance tent. Oh, yeah. I imagine that's got quite big now. Yeah. That's the first one we were going to mention. Moving on. And Arc Tangent have done their first announcement. Yeah, my sugar headline in that. Yeah, I mean, as always with Arc Tangent, it's quite a, an eclectic mix. Yeah. And it's looking pretty good. Uh, there's a lot of bands on there I'm not familiar with. But the ones on there that I am familiar with, I think... That looks decent. Yeah, Meshuggah and kind of an even smaller festival than the Bloodstock, if you know what I mean. That would be Yeah, well, cool, I, I mean, think. Bloodstock's about 20,000, so that is a, quite mm. a big festival. It's, but, you know, well, it's one of the biggest in the UK, I think. It's kind of like in that top yeah. tier. 
I mean, that's what I mean to see them on a smaller stage. But see them on headline a smaller really stage good. would be insane, yeah. Conan, they would be good, I think. Yeah, they, were they would Angola be good. last year, weren't they? Yeah, Red Fang. Yeah. We'll definitely see those. There's, yeah, there is a lot of bands on there that I would really be interested in watching. And it's one of those where I feel like we'd probably find about nine or ten new bands that we don't really know that we suddenly become really addicted to listening yeah. to. Yeah, definitely. Moving on then to what is an epic lineup, at Grass Pop. Yeah, that is epic and a half. <laughs> That's insane. I mean, it always is, isn't it, really? Yeah, I mean, it's it's just such a good lineup. It's Tool, Alice Cooper, Megadeth, Cavell uh, Attack, Bleed From Within, and that's just the Thursday. Yeah, Bury Tomorrow are on there as well. Others of Metal. I mean, looking at the bands that are on this, it's kind of a mixture of last year's Download and Bloodstock and this year's Download and Bloodstock. It is, With yeah. a few others sprinkled across. With like some major headlines like Tool and Alice Cooper mm. on there. But it looks insane. It looks so, so good. And it's the week after Download, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to get home from Download on the Monday. Pack and, up and go and go to Grass Pop. Yeah, because there's a lot of travel involved. However, wouldn't rule it out for the future, I would say. Investigate the best way to get there. If anyone knows, let us know. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't rule it out for this year, I'll be honest. Just for that Thursday. Yeah, the whole weekend. <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah. specifically that Thursday. That Thursday just, That Thursday amazing. Yeah, And the Saturday as well, I have to say, because that bring me the horizon. We, we've said many times how good they were at download last year, so to see that again. Yeah. Be cool. And it'd be weird watching Avenged Sevenfold kind of about four days after seeing them. Oh, it'd be a week after, oh, isn't it? Is it a week? Saturday to Saturday. Oh, yeah, Saturday to Saturday, a week later. But then you've got a bath on there, While She Sleeps, Ice Nine Kills, Rotten Christ. Yeah. I it mean, this is stuff. just the first announcement as well, so there's going to be more. Yeah, there's, there's going to be a shitload more bands to come in, yeah. So that is going to be fantastic. It's just such a great start, isn't it? Seeing that that many bands and and the fact that they've announced kind of like the headliners, like in one hit. Yeah, and it's all nicely spread out, so you know who's on what day, and you can. Yeah, it's it's the way it. forward, isn't it? Yeah. I don't even know how much it is. I don't. I just spot on the ticket thing. I like, oh, okay. Anyway, and then coming a little bit closer to home, although not that much closer for us, is Takedown Festival, and I think they announced some of this a little while ago but we've not mentioned it and i think there's been some additions possibly this week but this looks absolutely amazing yeah there was there was an update this week and i was chatting to somebody about this earlier in the week and looked at it and went yeah i'm actually really want to go to this i mean i know we like to stick to festivals generally as a rule within an hour of home and this would be probably about four hours about four hours but but for some of these bands all in one place, it, it's I think it, it might be worth an exception. Yeah, so for anybody who's not familiar with Takedown, they have got Creeper. You know I would just watch it anywhere. Would watch anywhere. Travel, yeah. yeah. Dinosaur Pilot, which is the equivalent for me. Yeah, I love them too. Uh, Kid Capici, Terrorvision, Cassiette, Hell is for Heroes, A. A? Stonebroken, uh, Employed to Serve, the... You know, it's just like every line you look at, there's yeah. somebody you want to watch. Lake Malice are on there. I was say Lake Malice are on there. Snakes. Um, snakes, <laughs> yeah. Moving further down. Yeah, Black Coast, Dead Pony, you know, Scarlet Riot. The Nightmares have just been added on. I think I saw their post. That's what made me look at the lineup again in full. Yeah, Tribe of Ghosts, Tail Gunner. The, it's just so, so good. 
And it says at the bottom, further line up to be, be announced. announced. So yeah. they're not even done yet. They're not finished yet. That is, it looks amazing. I'm thinking first coastal festival could be on the cards next year. Oh, I think you may be April. right. What are we doing in April? We've not got anything planned as such, so yeah. I think that might be the first festival of the year. It could be. Watch this space. Right, moving on then. We want to kind of talk about ticket prices a little bit. Yes, we do. Because as we said in, oh, it's mentioned in an upcoming episode about ticket pricing. Oh, it is actually, yeah. We were chatting with a guest about With a guest, pricing. yeah. And we one of the things we talked about were ticket prices. And value for money. And value for money. And one of the things I kind of alluded to was a ticket price for tool. Yes, that's one of quite a few that we're going to actually mention, isn't it? Yeah, and then I've got another kind of price that's kind of linked into something you've seen as well. Yeah, so there's a few different just examples. I mean, it's something that we kind of touched on now and again anyway, isn't it? And we were potentially going to make a whole episode out of it. But it feels a bit too ranty to do that. It was a combination of that, and we've not really got a spare episode, at least for the rest of this year, to make (laughs) it. So we just thought we'd chuck it in here, and it's quite topical at the moment with the tool tickets that you mentioned yeah. been on sale in the last kind of week or so yeah so i'm i am a, a massive fan at all and would love to go to their uh tour next year and the ticket prices so if we were to both go to tall it would come to about 270 pounds that's just for one area that we specifically for, looked for one at. area that we specifically looked at where um we've sat before and for other bands where the cost has been nowhere near that as an example, that's what 135-ish pounds each. That's including fees. With fees. So these tickets that we're mentioning, these are the exact same seats that we had last April, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. For ghost. And for ghost between us with fees and all that, it was 106 pounds. Yeah. So it's almost three times as much. Yeah, and it's Absolutely not, because Manchester Arena is not the best place to watch a band, I don't think. I don't think any arena is. Apart from Leeds, maybe, because it's acoustically set up for that. Yeah. I mean, I have to say the sound quality was way better when I saw Ghost there than whenever I I last went to Manchester Arena, I think. Is that Alanis Morissette? Oh, actually, Alanis was after, wasn't it? I forgot about that. But these were different seats anyway. Yeah. But in terms of, I mean, like kind of years ago when I'd seen bands there. Yeah. It was a lot better this time. I think they have kind of done or, something or to it or graded it. And then just as a further comparison, I went to see Tool at Nottingham Arena in 2006 and I mastered on with the support, I think. There may have been another band I really can't remember because it's, you know. It's a long, it's long, a long time. time ago and there was no, I mean, obviously you're not allowed to take photos at a Tool gig now. No, you're not, no. But back in the day when you didn't have your camera phone, I've got no recollection, really, who was there. But they looked it up, I suppose. Mm. Anywho, my ticket for that, with fees, was £32.25. Yeah, which, when you run it through an inflation calculator to bring it up to today's prices, that comes in at 53 Which is what ghost tickets were. Exactly, yeah. Likely. So that, you know, I'd have been straight straight on that and getting tickets, you know, to watch Tool at that price, but not at £135. No, and the thing is, I know they put on a good show and there's obviously all the visuals that go along yeah. with it. 
But that, plus we'd have to get to Manchester, stay over in Manchester, eat and drink there, and don't get us started on arena drink prices. Yeah. You know, you're talking way over £500 to see one band, one band. essentially. I mean, yeah. we could drive there and back in a, a day and night, but it's a bit of a faff, in it? It's a lot of It's a lot of travel time. And it's not what you want after you've been to watch a gig. You, you know, you can't really, you can't have a drink, enjoy yourself. As Not that you need a drink to enjoy yourself, but you can't do that if that's what you want to do. No, and I feel like you're always just conscious of the fact that, okay, when this is done, I've then got like an hour and a half to two hours drive home after I get out of the car park. Yeah. Yeah, so you could end up not getting back home till like one in the morning, which I know it makes it sound really old, but kind of these things have started, these things become more important now. Yeah, definitely. And... Yeah, the the cost is just insane. Now, whether I don't know whether that's Manchester Arena that are kind of part of this. Yeah, I mean, I think the other venues on the tour were the same. I can't remember what the other ones were. Was there a London one? Possibly Birmingham. But anyway, I think, it, is it the Arena? Is it Ticketmaster? Is it Ticketmaster, Ticket yeah. Is it Record Company? Is it... I don't know. Because even smaller venues, their prices are getting ridiculous for some gigs. Yeah. So, for example, some tickets that we've seen at Rock City recently... One was a gig that was a couple of weeks ago, Death Cult. So it was like the original version of The Cult doing their original stuff. Yeah. Those tickets were £53. Jesus And I know someone who went to that and they said it was really good, but still. I'd, You've really, yeah. for the size of the venue, yeah, I think that's the thing. And another one I've seen, which I think I mentioned in an episode not long ago when we were looking at the 2000 Trees lineup, Gaslight Anthem, their tickets are around £50 for Rock City. Yeah. Which is, I've never paid that for Rock City. And then tickets for The Damned have just gone on sale at Rock City. So just out of curiosity, I clicked on it. And with fees, they're £51.63. Yeah, and to put that into context, I watched The Damned at Glastonbury. And the Glastonbury tickets were 335 But then you think, I saw countless bands. You know, I saw a full Guns N' Roses show. I saw Elton John. I saw... Um, Empire State Bastard, I saw Skindred. I saw so many bands, and it came to 335 my mm. ticket. And, yeah, The Damned is kind of like 51, and it was still the, the same length show. Mm. So nothing would have changed that much. Yeah, I mean, I saw The Damned, I think it was 2018, when they supported Hollywood Vampires. So it was Hollywood Vampires, The Darkness, and The Damned. And that ticket, I think, was around £55. And you've got three big bands on. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the Damned only played, I think, about a half hour yeah. on that as they were first support. But still, it's not like I don't think they've put anything new out, have they? I may be completely wrong because it's not a band I necessarily follow. But do you know? But what it, I mean? it's a band that's kind of harking back to the old sound. Yeah, I mean, you can't even say that it's like older bands that are having these high ticket prices at small venues, like Death Cult and the Damned. If Gaslight Anthem are doing it. And whether they're playing on the whole reunion thing, I don't know. But um, Yeah, some of the prices are kind of getting out of control. And the other thing is as well, say you pay £50 for an arena ticket and you've got a seat, so you're pretty much guaranteed to be able to see. You're not even guaranteed a good view at Rock City, necessarily. No, you're not. You've You've got to get there early. Yeah. Another example of one that went on sale a few weeks ago is Green Day. I think their stadium tour tickets for standing were around 100 I think they were more than that. More, well, I say starting from 100, yeah. I think. I don't know what seats were. But they also did that little show at, was it the Electric Ballroom in Camden? It was, yeah. And tickets for that were £90. Jesus. 
And they cancelled about five minutes before doors opened yeah. anyway, didn't they? So obviously people would have got a refund. Curious if they got the fees refunded because normally you don't. Yeah. When you saw Green Day, you've got Iggy Pop, Idlewild, A, Levelers, 100 Reasons, Sponge, Wild Hearts, Rival Schools, Raging Speed on, uh, Snuffer on there. You know, and what was the cost of that ticket? The cost for that was £25 subject to booking fee. So I'd say no more than 30 I mean, this was in 2002, so, you know, over 20 years ago. But just imagine seeing just Green Day for £25. But even if you put that into comparison, that's still £53 using using an inflation calculator. I'm starting to feel like all tickets should be £53. They should, yeah. (laughs) Big bands should should be no more than 53 Yeah, but for an outdoor, I mean, that was actually a festival. But, um, yeah, arenas, Mm. stadiums. All of that. I mean, I could sit here all day and go through all the old tickets, to be honest. So maybe we have got another episode in it. Yeah. Do we need to kind of get to a point where we need a cap, you know, a cap on pricing? Yeah. I mean, just in comparison for better pricing, like my Creeper ticket the other week was £25 plus fee. So I think it was 28 in total. And that was for three bands in Rock City. Yeah. We saw Massive Wagons last night, two bands, £20 plus fees. So it's not everyone. It's not everyone doing this. It seems to be certain bands. And again, we don't know if it's the venues, which I, I doubt it's the independent venues. I doubt it's the independent venues doing this. No, because I don't think they're necessarily getting anything out of it more. Then, yeah, they're not really going to benefit that much more. And in theory, if people are put off by the price, it's not going to sell out and they're not going to get any revenue from beer, oh, and yeah. et cetera. And yeah, so it's very odd kind of what's happening with the pricing on this. But there is potentially, there is actually potentially an episode in, but it's yeah. going to have to be next year. Yeah, looking at that price of old tickets. Maybe we'll just sit and go through all of them. We could do like a higher or lower quiz or something. Yes. <laughs> we should do that. Maybe over Christmas. We could do. One of our little um, beer casts. We might do that. You never know. Anyway, we've just mentioned our massive wagons ticket price. Yeah. So I guess we should move on to talking about the show. So last night we went to see Massive Wagon, supported by Raptures, at Rescue Rooms in Nottingham. And I think it was our fifth time seeing Massive Wagons, I believe. Is it the fifth? We've seen them at Download twice. We've seen them at Rescue Rooms and we've seen them... Rock City. Rock City and at Rescue Rooms. So yeah, I think I think it was number five, unless we've missed one. I feel like there's another one. I, I think can't think might, where. Yeah. I think there's another one at Rock City. Could be. I think there's Rock City twice. Maybe. Anywho, we've seen them a few times. Yeah. Just to set the context. So we are not new to the Wagons performance. Yeah. And we've had the lead singer Baz on the podcast. Yeah. Quick plug for that one, episode 50. So if you're a Wagons fan and you've not listened to that episode, go and check it out. So we didn't know who the support was going to be for Wagons because nothing seemed to be kind of promoted. No, it's weird when it was announced. It was New Roses supporting all dates except Nottingham because I think they had their own show already booked for that night, so they couldn't do the Nottingham show. And I think we tried to look up beforehand who was who supporting. it was going to be. Yeah, we couldn't find anything out, so we set off to get there for when doors opened anyway to see, and then we found out on the way there. Yeah, I had a look at the set times on the way down, and they were supported by Raptures. Yeah, so. 
we did get there in time to see we them. We did get there in time yeah. to see them. So I think we turned up about, was it about quarter past six, I think? It, yeah, about ten past quarter past. Doors were supposed to open at half past. And there was a bit of a delay. I think about 25 past, actually, we could still hear sound check going on. Yeah. So we were kind of prepared. But what I did like was the efficiency of the staff at Rescue Rooms. Yeah, this was really good, actually. I was very yeah. impressed. Yeah, they could see that there was um, going to be some kind of delay in opening. So I think we must have been about seventh or eighth in the queue. And they went down the queue, scanning people's tickets, stamping people's hands so they could go in and out of the venue. And it meant there was no delay for people to get in. Yeah, so as soon as doors opened, we could then go pretty much straight in. Yeah, you could walk straight in. Because you just need to show your hand stamp. Yeah, and it was really efficient, really well done. and. I feel like that's something that should be done at all gigs because oh, then it yeah. just, if you've got tickets, you can just send a couple of people up with an iPad, one with an iPad, one with a stamp, scan, 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 and and just as soon as the doors open, just let people get in. Yeah, I think definitely if there's anything with a big queue forming, even yeah. if they're going to open on time, that would just help get people in. As well. And sometimes, you know, when there's a couple of support bands and there might only be like a 15 minute window between doors and the first band starting. Yeah, and you're potentially going to miss that band. Mm. So, yeah, I think that was rescue room staff did really well with that. The other thing as well, when we were standing in the queue, because um, Wagoners did like a VIP option for the ticket, so people they could did. go in early and I think they got to watch the sound. Yeah, check. so you get to watch the sound check. It's quite a personalised kind of thing. It's it's one of those things that if you're only ever going to watch Wagons once every X amount of years, I think it's amazing. It's, yeah. a, it's a great idea. Or I think maybe if you'd do it as a one as like a or special, a, or occasion, a special or a occasion, or something. Yeah. 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 And it's something they've started recently. They got a lot of shit for it. Yeah, I think initially. They started it on the last tour. But the thing is with these VIP things, this could be another rant or whatever. I think if it's literally a meet and greet and you're paying to just say hello to the band and maybe having a photo, I don't agree with that. But when it's an actual experience and you get to watch yeah. the sound check, you do get to have a proper photo with them. You may get like a goodie bag or a special T-shirt and you can go in early and it's an actual package and you know that it's a band that will talk to their fans anyway. So like after the show, they might be at merch or just hanging around outside the venue. And Yeah, we've seen them just hanging around, talking to people. Yeah. It's, it's what they do. It's not like where bands are saying, oh, we'll only talk to you if you've paid this and we're not going to go anywhere near fans otherwise. Yeah, so the things that you get with the, it's called the Grand Package. And some of the things you get, so you get a pre-show VIP laminate, you get lanyard, you get to watch the sound check, you get a Q&A with the band, you get, so you do get to ask your own questions as well. Um, obviously, you get a personal photo with the band, you get a tote bag, and you get pre-show access to the tour merch. And there are, there are limited amount of tickets, and I'm assuming for the Rescue Rooms one, they must have sold them all. I would assume so, because we could... Basically, it's kind of two doors into the venue, isn't it? So we were queuing outside and we just saw like a flock of people. With tickets, printed tickets, yeah. It's fair enough if you paid for that kind of upgrade, so. Yeah, I don't know what the prices were. No, because you can't see them now because they've sold out, I think. Yeah. I mean, for us, we, you know, like you say, we've seen them a lot. And and we've been lucky enough to speak to Baz as well uh, on the podcast. And so for us, it's not like we would kind of need or... Not want to do that, but we don't need to do that. Yeah, um, but definitely something to consider if it was like, say, a special occasion. But if it was, or... yeah, if it was that kind of thing, then yeah. 
Or maybe well, if we'd travelled somewhere to a different venue travelled, yeah. or something like that. And we could get there because obviously you have to be there. I think it started at three o'clock or so. So yeah. you've got to factor that in as well. Which obviously wouldn't work for us Yeah. anyway. But it's it's the kind of thing that I think makes sense. And what there's does differently is you get all this extra stuff, which you don't, which I've seen meet and greets before. And it is literally just a meet and greet. Yeah. Two seconds. Hello. Goodbye. Um, maybe a selfie or something. Yeah. Maybe get a selfie. Away you go. And yeah, I just do not agree with those kind of things. But the wagons one, I think if it's like a special occasion or, you know, you've not seen them in a long time, that's what you want to say. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, definitely. Anywho, after the grand package people went in, we made our way in and up to our favourite spot on the balcony. Yeah. We were a bit worried because quite a few people went in first whether we'd get, but I think most people were just down for the front barrier. They were, yeah. And a bit kind of more to the side upstairs as well. We got a good spot. We were fine. We got settled. Yeah, I managed to get myself a very lovely Wagons Tour t-shirt. I'm having t-shirt regrets. <laughs> I knew you would. And oh, I said to you last night, do you want one? My reason for not getting one is I've already got three Wagons t-shirts. I'm like, I don't need, because I'm running out of room, I don't need another Wagons t-shirt, but I will get something else Yeah, off merch. And there wasn't really anything else that I wanted. They kind of got the t-shirts, hoodies. CDs and patches, and I've already got a patch as well, and I have no use for a CD. Like if it had been vinyl, maybe a poster, mm. maybe because it was towards the end of tour. I think they've only got a couple of dates left, kind of after the one we went to. So I didn't get anything, but I'm sure I'll pop on the website or maybe still just get a T-shirt if not. But it is a very cool T-shirt. It's very cool T-shirt. I'm just checking. I think I've got it on. So there we go. And reasonably priced. Yeah, T-shirt was twenty five, which was actually cheaper. Uh, sorry, which was more expensive than the ticket. Yeah. I, th- I can't remember the last time. I can't remember that ever happening before. Not in this day and age. No. Definitely not. But I think your average price for a T-shirt, a tour T-shirt at least, is around 30 these days, if you look at it. Yeah, we were, talk- we were talking about this the other yeah. day, weren't we? Because my creep one was 30. And the hoodies yeah. seem to get really expensive now. They're, if you get one for 50, you're lucky, I think. I remember the good old days when a T-shirt used to be 15. Yeah. Well, you could probably get a knockoff one outside for a tenner. Yes, you could. Yeah, I remember those. But yeah, we I got my t-shirt. We kind of got set up for the uh for the night and the first band on were Raptures. Yeah, so as we said before, we didn't realize we were on the way there that they were supporting, so we were literally going into this one with absolutely no expectation of what they sounded like, what to expect, and I can't remember the last time that happened apart from maybe a festival yeah. he'd wandered into a band just to see who they were, but um as a support band, we normally try and listen and familiarise ourselves before. But we just, we just couldn't do it. We yeah. went in blind. It was like we were watching X Factor audition. <laughs> uh, what I should point out as well is for anybody trying to look for Raptures, it's spelled R-X-P-T-R-S. Oh, yeah. Because if you just search for the word Raptures, you won't find them. Yeah, I think it's another one that spells it. There is a that band way. that spells it, yeah. spells it correctly, but yeah, these are spelled R-X-P-T-R-S. But yeah, they were really good. Very Actually, good. Yeah. I was, I'd say pleasantly surprised, but I wasn't expecting because uh, I had no expectations anyway. I didn't know. Yeah, I, yeah, because yes, yeah, zero expectation level. But at the same time, I know that wagons always have good supports, so I knew they do. That, yeah, and they're usually quite suited suited to, them, I suited guess, to you know the wagon I mean? sound. Yeah, kind of it complements it, doesn't? Yeah, it? and a band that their crowd would probably appreciate. Yeah, and they do seem to pick out some great talent. And these, I I thought they were incredible. So I really want to watch them again. Yeah, I think 
The vocalist was amazing. He had such a range and variance in his vocal. It was quite yeah, ridiculous at times. But, yeah, some of the songs were just so different. So there were some songs, a couple of songs that were slower, where it's a really beautiful kind of almost angelic voice. Yeah, I was thinking, who does he remind me of? And then he hit a certain note and I was like, Miles Kennedy. And then you said to me after that, so we reminded you of. Yeah, a lot of the songs as well, like you say, um, we both agreed definite Miles Kennedy sound. And then there are other ones that are kind of slightly heavier sounding tracks. Yeah, with more of a kind of rough and gnarlier vocal that wasn't like Miles Kennedy. But I can't that reminded me of someone and I can't think who. Yeah, can't do you mean like the metal core sort of sound to it? That kind of, but not as yeah extreme. I'm not gonna try and do an impression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The it reminded me of something else. I can't think what it was. Sometimes as well, he did remind me a bit of Frank Carter and some of the kind of the bass lines and the music reminded me a bit of Rattlesnakes. I also got that kind of undertone to it, yeah. And sometimes the bass as well, because they were quite bass heavy, it reminded me a bit of Royal Blood, like early Royal Blood. Yeah. Can't comment on recent because I've not listened to it, but yeah, they've got those kind of funky. It was kind of, with the bass as well, there are certain, you know, when there are certain gigs that you're at and the bass is that heavy that kind of like... You know, when you can kind of like feel your jeans almost vibrating yeah. on your on your leg. Yeah. And that happened a lot when they were on. Yeah, because sometimes bass is heavy and it's not a good thing, but it really worked. But it worked, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought the drummer was excellent as well. And yeah, one of the most bizarre kind of intros that we've ever seen. So their intro music was Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody. Yeah, that has got to be the strangest intro since Death Bloom's coming out to Venger Boys. Yeah, that, that's up there, isn't it? That's up there, yeah. Um, but yeah, I did film that because I was just like, what's happening here? And to be honest, when that happened, I was like, even less sure what to expect. Yeah, I thought, I'm not going to like this. Yeah, I was like... Oh. And you, you you knew it was kind of like part of their thing because like, um, because when, they, when it was the drummer that came out first... Yeah, that's true. ...who came out and signalled and then it suddenly cut into Whitney Houston. But then as the Whitney Houston piece started going along a little bit further instead of i want to dance with somebody it became i want to dance with and then a voiceover that just went raptures yeah so i'll post the video of it yeah. anyway so you can see so if you haven't seen raptures you'll know what we're talking about yeah but yeah just really impressed and really looking forward to hopefully seeing them at some point because i've seen them online lots before but whatever reason just haven't listened to them yeah i would really like to watch them again they're from bristol yeah, and I think they mentioned on the back it took them four hours to get there, so that could potentially have been why things were a bit delayed. Oh, yeah, could have been. start, but... Um, they are well yeah. worth checking out. Yeah, we've not done a Ready to Mosh recommendation for a while, but yeah, well... They are definitely going to be on they there. They will be on there. Anyway, so yeah, Raptures played about, about 45 minutes, I think. Yeah, it was, a, it was a decent, decent long set. Yeah, it's one of those where there's only one support band, so you, they get longer rather than maybe two half hours or whatever. So I think they finished about eight o'clock. So we had a half hour wait for the wagons. We did. And I must say it was, I mean, it was a sold out venue. You could tell it was sold out. I was just going to say actually about how busy it was for Raptures. When we were looking down on the floor, it was packed back to the bar already. Yeah. And the balcony was packed back. I've never seen the balcony that busy before. No, especially not where we were. I mean, on the side, I think there might have been a bit of room behind people. I think if people are going to kind of look over you, they do it. Where we were stored. Yeah, actually, I tell you, right, that's how busy it was for the Solar Silent gig I went to. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that's how 
that's why I ended up, you know, where the doors are through to the red room. Uh, yeah. I ended up in that corner. Yeah. Now I was thinking because when I saw Wargasm UK there, that was sold out. But the t- I think the type of person who goes to see Wargasm primarily wants to be on the floor and in yeah. the pit. So it was absolutely heaving on the floor, but the balcony wasn't too bad. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a different kind of band. And mm. Wagons, I'd say, I think it's, to be fair, generally attract an older crowd. I would say that's fair and to say. I think that was kind of reflected in what we saw as well. Yeah, it, I find it really weird actually watching them from above and you can see the crowd. And you what, say, a sea of bald heads? <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, actually. What I was going to say is, and not fully still crowd, but, you know, there's literally no pits going on, no crowd surfing. Yeah. People are kind of bouncing and dancing. But it was, was just kind of sea of almost static heads at times, which is kind of rare really? for the yeah. things that we go to. It's sedate. Very sedate, yeah. But very vocal. Yeah, so vocal. So people were kind of bouncing and dancing yeah. and waving their arms. But yeah, in a in a more old school kind of watching rock and roll way. Yeah. So we had the interval. Wagons came out. They were sounded excellent. Played a very interesting mix of stuff. Yeah, they came on to Back to the Stack, which in previous times that's been their ending song. Yeah. So good job Baz isn't doing a... Um, Stephen Tyler on stage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one just fucking off stage. <laughs> I think it's the last song, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I know they've mixed it up for a while um, on that one. So, yeah, Back to the Stack was the opener, which is always a crowd pleaser. And Straight Into Pressure, which, again, is another crowd pleaser. It was nice to see, actually, the mix of stuff that they played. So it wasn't everything new. There was a lot of old stuff in there. Yeah, and I, I did wonder, actually, because we spoke to Baz just before the last part of so this is like the Trigger tour part two yeah they did part one back in it was about april may time mm-hmm. and we spoke to him just before and he said you know we're going to mix things up a bit and maybe People, play some yeah. things that we haven't for a while again and they've obviously kept that up for this tour as well yeah to just kind of surprise people and and like i said there's always going to be a song that somebody wants to hear but we're not going to play mm. but it's just one of those things where they're just going to take a chance and kind of see how the tour sort of evolved and yeah and it they played a great selection of stuff. Yeah, definitely. But like some of the older, lesser played stuff, things like The Day We Fell and Aeroplane. Yeah. But then kind of moving a little bit closer, they got skateboard in there. Yeah, there was kind of almost a chunk in the middle that was all from Triggered, Yeah, wasn't there? And Fuck the Haters into Please Stay Calm, into Generation Swine. Generation, Generation Swine? What the hell? Ba- wrong band. That's yeah. Motley Crew. Generation Prime. That does work really well. Yeah. And then... Carry on, quite moving into ratio, which is, I think, my favourite song. Oh, do you know what? It's I, hard I, to I pick, couldn't. But I I think, couldn't I'd probably go. Please stay calm for me. I think it's one I've loved the longest as well. So yeah. I think that's why it is okay. But anywho, China Plates is always fun live, isn't it? Yeah. So banging your stereo. They played after that, which I, I absolutely love that. Yeah, and then nails as well. It's probably the heaviest wagons track, or possibly. Something yeah, something. So that, that's always a good one. At what point did Baz get in the dinghy? Because I can't remember. Oh, shit. That was... It was some point towards the end of the main section. I did did actually film it. I think it was during China Plates. It could have been. Or was it during Nails? Oh, I don't know. No, I think it was... I'm sure it was China Plates. Then he got back. And then they went into yeah. banging in your stereo. Anything, so just to say what we're talking about. Yeah. I blow up dinghy cave on stage. Baz got in it and was crowd surfed to the back of the room. 
which I've never seen before. I don't think I have. I've seen, we saw Frank, Frank Turner. Yeah, made it from the front of Rock City right to the, to the back, back corner. corner uh, crowd surfed with his microphone. But I've never seen a, a dinghy. Yeah. You know, we've seen people on airbeds that download, haven't we? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's but, a um, common... But yeah, I it think. did look very precarious. I have to say, I, I thought two or three times he yeah, was carried a over. Of times, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. But every, everybody pulled together, got him back. He was there, and apparently it got a puncture, but it, it seemed to work fine. So yeah, it was. Yeah, that was one of those not expecting that moments. Yeah, when they pulled it out, I thought, what the fuck is he going to do with this? I, yeah, was, I, I didn't, yeah. I didn't kind of think, well, what's going to happen? Why, why, and what is going to happen from here? What's the context of this? I think my brain assumed that it was going to chuck it onto the crowd and. It would get passed around, yeah, above everyone's heads. I didn't realise that that would he happen with in us it. in it. Yeah, yeah. And, just take a moment. The way that he dived off as well. Oh yeah, at the end. No, onto the dinghy. Oh, onto it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I realised at that point that was what was going to happen. But yeah, we just need to do a shout out at this point to the energy of Baz. Like, oh Jesus! Yeah, he just does not stop bouncing and high kicking and see on. God knows, Christ, I've pulled so many muscles just trying to keep up for a minute with the shit he does. Yeah, Energizer Bunny. bunny, Energizer Bunny. God mad. And I have to say, vocally, he was excellent. I think every every single part of the band just had it nailed. It was kind of like such a seasoned, veteran kind of performance. Like, you could have put anything in front of them, any obstacle, and they'd have got past it. Yeah, they're such a well-tuned machine now, aren't they? That... Yeah. Yeah, new stuff, old stuff, they just get it all there. Yeah, vocally and musically, just like everybody, perfectly in tune. And at Rescue Rooms and kind of like Roxy, there's been, especially Rescue Rooms, there's been quite a few times where, at least for a couple of tracks, things, you know, they're still trying to get the audio right, the audio levels. I've got to say, the Wagons and Raptures stuff, it was nailed on straight from the start. Yeah, I didn't notice any issues with that. No issues at all, yeah. And there has been quite a few recently at Rescue Rooms, yeah. but that just didn't happen. And it was so good to see. It's kind of like, yes, it's, it's like a perfect start mm. to finish. I think the other things with, with Wagons as well, like we were saying, that they're just so good at their performance now as well. There's kind of no gimmicks as such. It is just literally them on stage, no kind of fancy backdrops, no particular lighting. It's just a band on stage, obviously a very energetic lead singer. But... Yeah. And yeah. obviously the dinghy bit as well, but yeah, overall... Like the they total are, props yeah. consisted of a dinghy, which he surfed the crowd in, and the drum skins. Yeah, but there's no need for any... Oh, there's any wrong with this, and you all know I love a bit of pyro and a bit of confetti and a bit of the non-flame pyro yeah. <laughs> steam. But yeah, there's none of that, and it was just, yeah. it was Yeah, it's, it was just a good, honest kind of performance. It was just nice to watch. Really enjoyed it. Has I overheard somebody saying on the way out, just a good old rock and roll show? Yeah. And we've not even got to the encore yet. No, we've not got to the encore. So they went, I mean, they hardly went off. They were pretty much no, went they... off them straight back on, I think, you know. Did they, did they actually make it to the door? Um, I think maybe turned around. Bass even got to the door, you know. I know, but you know that they're always tight on time. Yeah. And strict on time at venues when there's a club night after. Anyway, encore was. First of all, the Curry song, which they haven't played, I think, the last couple of times I've seen them, so it was good to hear that one making a comeback. Mm, it's been a, I can't remember the last time I heard that. Maybe Download. I think it could have been Download, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is obviously a bit of a novelty song. But I it is, it. yeah. It makes me want a curry. Didn't help that I was hungry. And then they finished with In It Together. Which is another of my favourites, actually. Yeah. 
I, I love that too. And it was interesting, they only played kind of like two encores. Yeah, I think sometimes that's all you need. I, don't, I think the average is usually three, but... Three to four, yeah, depending on who the band is. Yeah, but I think that, that two to come back on with worked really well. It's like for a lot of bands, when there's they disappear off stage for like about three minutes, I've just got... Don't disappear off stage. Just give me another song instead. You're using up a song's worth of time. Yeah, exactly, what are you yeah. doing? Unless you literally need to, like, I don't know, rehydrate, resuscitate, whatever. Just come back on. They barely went off stage, got back in position, and finished with the last two songs, and it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Perfect ending, I would say. Absolutely perfect ending, and a great school night. It was a school <laughs> night. It was a school night, yeah. Rebels. But yeah, Love Wagons. Really a big fan of Raptures now, after seeing them. Yeah, it's always good to gain a new band to listen to, isn't it? Yeah, and that, well, that's why we kind of get in early and watch support bands as well, because there is going to be a band that you come across and you go, Jesus, who are these? I really like these. Yeah. And we, we've done that many times, and Raptures were another instance of that. Yeah, so a great night all round. Right, so that was the Wagons review and a bit of a rant about pricing, which I'm sure we'll go into at another time. But... We hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, you can find us on Twitter or X, Instagram and threads at Ready to Mosh Cast. We're also on Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at Ready to Mosh. Don't forget, give us a like, share, follow, five stars, and maybe a nice little review on whichever platform you're listening to. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Make it mosh, Moog. <laughs>